0: What's up, landers? I'm your host, Miss Miggity Miggity Macantha, hmm. and with me tonight is my friend Dr. Diamond Doug. Daphne! Really? Daphne? Well, I never did like the name Doug. <laughs> Alright. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are critics with attitude. In many of our AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language... That's not really our style. So we'll try to keep this. Mm, PG 13? PG 13. Yeah. Mild language and only artistic nudity. Yes. Also, spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Pantheon nomination for 2020 number eight Some Like It Hot. Dominated by Marshall Way with guest voter, William Papa Wade. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Daphne. Yes? What is Pantheon in your own words? Sure, Pantheon. Pantheon refers refers to movies that hit on all cylinders. Acting, acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. It's really movies that you would, if you had a special shelf. A special shelf. That you would put movies. This This would be the movie... Place for for that for these pantheon movies like and, the shelf where I put my Fight Club soap bar in yes, my office. Yes. that's my special shelf. It's essential viewing, and if it's a, a, of a movie of a particular ilk or genre, that it is the best of its kind. Like eighties martial arts movie, yeah, that's its genre all yeah. by itself. And as we were chatting uh, over the course of this past year, that we've added. The the X factor that the like X factor. that it, it's like the that other je ne sais quoi of the movie. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's that thing, you know, the je ne sais quoi. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what. But yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely the je ne sais quoi. Yes. So, uh, and let's talk about how things become Pantheon. So, let's just say, for argument's sake, that I nominate a movie for Pantheon. Mm-hmm. How does it become Pantheon? Well. So Pantheon is based on the there is a council for Pantheon that has nine adventures and video landers who sit on the council that each one of them gets a vote to nominate a movie. Uh, They nominate a movie. They write a they do a 500 word write up and then uh, all the council members will watch it. And then they'll vote yes or no on it. So that's nine votes. And they also do a write-up. And they also do a write-up posted on the Facebook page. But then there's also a guest voter. And there's a Facebook poll. And the aggregate score. So if every, if the majority of people say yes, that this movie should be face, uh, should be Pantheon, then it is Pantheon. Uh, so that's 11 votes. And you need two-thirds majority, which is seven, seven. of that 11, because to math. get into Pantheon because of math. All right. So, hey, let's talk about some previous Pantheon nominations and votes this year. Yeah. Do a quick rundown. Let's do it in uh let's do it in date order. So, reverse chronological rev- or chronological? No, chronological okay. order. Yeah. We'll start with our first nomination this year of we'll Psycho. Call it Clockwise. Clockwise. <laughs> so, we started with Psycho that got in as Pantheon 8 votes out of 11. Mm-hmm. Then we had The Apartment did Ooh. not, which is also a Billy Wilder just did like add, Some Like It Hot. Yep. Uh, that one did not get in three of eleven, but oh. another Billy Wilder movie is in Pantheon Sunset Boulevard. Yes, won't you be my neighbor? Got nine of eleven. That's Our first documentary. No, it's not the Tom. Hanks. No, not the documentary. Tom Hanks. The yeah. documentary one. Schindler's List was a clean sweep. Eleven of eleven. Was that one also a documentary? Yeah, and it. it, it well, it was a historical. Um, I don't want to say fiction, well, but yes. Yes. Uh, It was a historically... Based uh, on historical record, Based on historical record movie. Uh, And that had uh, had Captain No, I uh, I do believe, uh, that one, right? I don't recall. Uh, Well, I'll have to look at the notes. Seven Samurai got in, 8 of 11. Mm -hmm. Chef did not. That's a Jean Favreau film. But everybody liked... With the food truck Everybody liked watching it, but it did not get Pantheon. 1 of 11. Fight Club, our last one, did get Pantheon. In pantheon with eight of eleven, votes. yeah, by the skin off his knuckles, yes, indeed. All right, so then we're all the way up to now in the current nomination being "Some Like It Hot," again another Billy Wilder movie. And we had the, another black and white, film. another <laughs> black and white film. We had "The Apartment" earlier this year, which is Billy Wilder, and now we have this one. And as you said before, uh, "Sunset Boulevard," another Billy Wilder movie, which, which uh, arguably his. Most famous, most popular, right. most successful. And if you movie. haven't seen it, watch it. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's a good movie. It really is. It's already in pantheon. Yeah. All right. So let's just talk a little bit about some like it hot. Some movie sure. facts. No foreplay today. We're uh, just jumping straight in. You know what? Let's do this first, and then we'll come back to a little bit of foreplay. Okay. Sure. All right. Because uh, uh, I, I dressed up for this conversation. I, I, I noticed, and I, that's why I want to do this first and come ah, back. All right. No, that's, that's all fair right. enough. So, rating. It actually was never rated, but if it was rated by today's terms, it would be PG. Yep. Uh, just some mild adult themes. Nothing major uh, by today's standards. It's a comedy romance uh, movie by Billy Wilder. Uh, who, as we said, is famous for Sunset Boulevard, Stalag 17, uh, The Apartment, Seven Year Itch, uh, and Double, Double indemnity, indemnity. Yeah. Screenplay by Wilder and I. I. Diamond. Those two get together and do a lot of have got together and did a lot of things. Uh, produced by Wilder. Uh, music by Adolf Deutsch, who also did The Apartment, Oklahoma, The Maltese Falcon, and Showboat. Uh, cinematography by Charles Lang who did The Magnificent Seven and A Farewell to Arms, edited by Arthur Schmidt, who Wilder worked with on Sunset Boulevard. It was released to theaters in the U.S. anyway. Uh, it, was, it was global release, eventually, that year. But uh, in U.S. theaters on March 29th, 1959, it's 121 minutes, a felt two-hour movie. Yes. Uh, it, I, this, by the Shorter way, than The Apartment Yeah, was. this actually felt like... It felt like half the length of The Apartment to me. And for a comedy, that's a straight comedy. Long for a comedy. It's long for a comedy, but it needs to be tight. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. The studio uh, was Marish Company, did The Apartment and Great Escape. Uh, invasion of the body snatchers Pink panther and i put that i put those that list together right mm-hmm. there because it, it just wanted to show the the breadth of different types of types movies of movies they that, did but they, yeah all, uh, produced produced by wilder's company mm-hmm. uh i had that written here somewhere starts with an a uh in any case uh and distributed by united artists all right was starring marilyn monroe as sugar uh tony curtis as joe jack lemon as jerry uh, George Raft as Spats the Gangster. Joey Brown as Osgood Fielding the Third, The third. Otherwise known as Jerry's Bow. Mm. Mm. And Joan Shawley as Sweet Sue, the leader of the band. It was a ladies band. Yeah, it was. All women, uh, big band. Strong character. Mm. Yes, very strong character. Uh, and uh, I, I saw somewhere, I, I think it's in the notes here, about some of the other things that she did. Uh, she's been in a lot of things, and she's worked with Wilder on several movies, including The Apartment. Sure. If oh. you're not familiar with the movie, then uh, here's a little synopsis yeah. for you. go for it. Uh, you should have stopped this and watched the movie. I found it, by the way, on my Roku TV on the Romance channel. On oh. the uh, Romance channel. There was a Romance app channel. There was a l- very loud commercials. Yes, it was in black and white. I watched the black and white version. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but... If you're not familiar with the movie, here's the Google synopsis. After witnessing a mafia murder, slick saxophone player Joe Tony Curtis and his long-suffering buddy Jerry Jack Lemon improvise a quick plan to escape from Chicago with their lives. Disguising themselves as women, they join an all-female jazz band and hop a train bound for sunny Florida. While Joe pretends to be a millionaire to win the band's sexy singer Sugar Marilyn Monroe, Jerry finds himself pursued by a real millionaire, Joey Brown, as things heat up and the mobsters close in. So, the reason why I wanted to pause on the deep dive is I yeah. just wanted to make sure that we had discussed the fact that this movie involves a number of things, including cross-dressing yes. as the two lead characters, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis, dress. not just They don't just disguise themselves as women. Yes. It's not like a hasty blonde wig and a big overcoat. No. It's, it's full-on... They embody... Yeah, they female. go full drag. And by the way, Tony Curtis made a very attractive woman. He did. This was not a surprise to me. No, he's an attractive way. man. Attractive man. Jack Lennon. Yeah, man. Uh, nah, but it was funny. Man, yes. But Tony Curtis made. A very attractive woman. And if you didn't realize, maybe you might not catch on to it. Yeah. In any case. Or not care. Or not even care. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Same with Jack Lemmon. Nobody's nobody's perfect. perfect. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, yeah. We'll get to that. So, let's talk about, uh, before we get into more details about the movie, let's talk about cross-dressing. Cross-dressing. Have you ever partake of this particular behavior? Not behavior. Wrong word. I would almost call it, I would almost call it celebration. Drag. Yeah, drag. Have you ever presented yourself in public in drag? You know, it's funny you should ask. I'm asking. Because uh, Brad, when he was saying, hey, you guys, when you're doing this podcast, yeah. you should dress up in, in drag. drag. You yeah. Should, yeah. So, uh, being the good little boy that I am, yeah. who follows the rules. Oh, wait a second! Yeah, I said you're I'm in drag right now. Yeah. I went all out. I'm in full drag you right are. now, wearing you did my beautiful. Makeup. I, my, I had my daughter do my makeup. Which one you're older Liz, or you're younger? Yeah, all I right, asked for Well, help. I thought you know, I, I have kind of like a. Uh, a rainbow. She said it was a sunset eyeshadow, So mm. I've got yellow on the on the center. No, I see. With then like blue and purples and mm-hmm. oranges on there, right. and then your I've got are all rouge up. cheeks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a nice dress. When I with picked a, you up, there was a bright red light outside your house. I'm not yeah. sure what that was all about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've got I've got Jewelry. some bling on my oh, yeah. ear, and I've got I've got uh, my my youngest daughter said, "No, you need a necklace well, to really yeah. pull this yeah. off because that is, the, that is you know yeah hefty." That, so it's the a silver and turquoise. Yeah, this neckline so of this uh, yeah. of this so lovely uh, dress you're wearing. I have a is beautiful uh, a beautiful uh, flowered a dress, dress with uh, with with various accoutrements. And uh, I think I've worn one like that to church before. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've a gone. Wig. I've gone a couple of times for various things. They were like a murder mystery that I dressed right. up, or Halloween. Sure, uh, times that I've gone. There, times that I've acted. Uh, that I've dressed up as uh, a female. As a female. Um, but yeah, th- there's been a couple of times. It's sure. not 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 a forever thing. But uh, I I do have because I acted through college. I have a lot of experience putting on my own makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have you dressed in drag? I have. And m- by the way, eight times. Uh just for the listener, he is not in drag tonight. I am not. It's like so, when they say I'm like, literally wearing sweatpants. Yeah. I'm wearing my covid costume. Yeah, yeah. Sweatpants, uh, possibly even commando. This is and sort of uh, this black is sort of t-shirt. like when uh, when they're like, "No, it's a costume party. Come all dressed up." Yes. And then they're like uh, and Daphne then, is all dressed up. And then you you come dressed as a Playboy bunny and you show up, and nobody else is in costume. So, so what do you do? You yeah, own it. I own it, and I am a beautiful, beautiful woman tonight. As as far as my dressing in drag, my wife and I decided to go to a American an American Legion, uh, a Veterans of Foreign War, uh, a, a, a Halloween costume party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we wanted to go as a pirate. And, uh, excuse the language, but it wasn't my term, and a pirate's wench. And, uh, obviously, I was the wench. Yes. And no. she was the pirate. Yes. And, by the way, she made a far better pirate than I made as a wench. However, I was propositioned by a World War II vet when I went to the bar to refresh our drinks. That's Well, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. The uh, and, and for the listener right here, um, and I'm, I think that there will be pictures of this. I do not make a beautiful woman. I think. I didn't make. I I didn't start as a beautiful man. A passable woman. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. The goatee, though, throws it off. You know what? Not for everybody. I've been to drag shows. No, I know. And many of them have beards and goatees. I asked if I should shave it off. They said, no, No. leave it. It makes the costume. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In any case. All right. Well, let's get back to it. So we've talked about. The synopsis of the movie. Let's let's talk about how well it did. Sure. So your your uh, drag tonight has scored a nine of ten. Hey, Everybody's been entertained. Thank it's you. Hits right there. The couple of things you could have done. I could have put it in heels. You could have worn a bra. I could have worn a bra. Right now, this whole free swinging thing is. Yeah. uh You know. I got nothing on underneath this dress. By oh. The way. Well, that well, you know what that bumps you up a half point. So yeah, nine and a half. So Here, there you go. Commando. How did some like it hot do? So uh IMDB, IMDb. yeah, eight, eight point two out of ten. All right. Metacritic, ninety-eight. Ooh. They gave it a ninety eight. Was there a lot of reviews? Nineteen. Not 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 a lot of reviews. Nineteen, but they were all positive. Eight point three on the user review. So a user review is a little bit less, but it's an older movie, so yep. you'd expect that. Yeah. Rotten Tomato. What about that? Ninety five percent with a ninety-four percent audience score. That's a good Uh, you know when you got uh, that's a good synergy between Mm -hmm. critic and and user and then on Google 92% liked it that's pretty much all the movies we've talked about so far are in that 92% on Google yeah yeah I don't think we've had a nomination where Google was like 24% yeah yeah we might get there someday. Yeah. So Roger Ebert wrote a review, gave it four of four stars. Yeah, Apparently, and he was he hot he like I for... is a Marilyn Monroe <laughs> fan. Oh, it was less of a review of the movie and more of a review of how much he liked how Marilyn looks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And 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 me too. I've just so that out there. I mentioned that to my wife, and she said, "Well, yeah. she's your type." Yeah. So me ba- too. boom boom yeah. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> when a work of art, uh, Ebert says, "What a work of art and nature is Marilyn Monroe. She has an age of an icon, some citizens of the past, some citizen of the past, but still seems to be inventing herself as we watch her. She has the gift of appearing to hit on her lines of dialogue by happy inspiration, and there are passages in Billy Wilder's *Some Like It Hot* where she and Tony Curtis exchange one-liners like hot potatoes." Yeah. Uh, poured into a dress that offers her breasts like jolly treats you know this part gets a little dirty it I'm gonna, really does i'm gonna skip up no don't skip it oh, like lean into it okay. i put it here for a like, reason jolly treats for needy boys oh god she seems totally oblivious to sex while at the same time melting men into helpless desire look at that jack lemon tells curtis as he watches her adoringly look how she moves like jello on springs. <laughs> she must have some sort of built in motor. I tell you, it's, it's a, a whole, whole different, different sex. Wilder's 1959 comedy is one of the enduring, enduring treasures of the movies, a film of inspiration and meticulous craft, a movie that's about nothing but sex and yet pretends it's about crime and greed. It is underwired with Wilder's cheerful cynicism so that no time is lost to soppiness. And everyone behaves according to basic Darwinian drive. Loves the movie, Woo! but loves Marilyn even more. Even more. So I just want to take a sidebar. I mentioned this earlier. I don't think this is in here. Uh, there is a review that does nothing but body shame Marilyn Monroe. It's I think it's from the New Yorker or the Times. Oh yeah, I took that one out and it's basically it says yeah, she's she's she, kind of she, fat. She's she's, chunkier she's in this a th- movie. She's, she's a little she's a little thick. She's been thinner and prettier yeah, in, in other movies. And, and I was telling you before we started that I read that she actually was pregnant during, during the, filming the movie, of yeah. this movie, and then had a wah, miscarriage wah. after. But she was all like hopped up on drugs a she lot too during the movie. She looked fabulous in yeah. this movie. And she, they poured her into I don't know how many outfits... Didn't even just pour her into the dress... They sewed, sewed her, her into the dress. The uh, the uh, uh, I want to make love. Yeah, yeah. Be boop, loved boop, by boop, you. Boop, doo. Doo. That song. She was sewn. That that dress was manufactured around her body. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews uh, hit me. What's Jack, Jack Moffat, Hollywood revo- reporter, gives this a fresh some like it hot as another supersonic breakneck belly laugh comedy that should be a block-busting bonanza at the box office. Jeremy Hellman, Moviemartyr.com. Rotten always manages to spoil the fun with elaboration. I'm guessing he's talking about Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder, yeah. That he draws scenes Mm, out too far, which we mentioned when we talked about the The apartment. apartment. Clyde Gilmore from McLean's Magazine gives it a rotten, genuine hilarity is gradually replaced by boredom and distaste as the one basic gag is stretched out thinner and thinner. And the time staff says fresh. Lemon digs out most of the laughs in the script. As for Marilyn, she's been trimmer, here it is, slimmer and sexier in early pictures. I thought that was Time that said that. You anonymous trash, you... you. Yeah, it it, it said Time staff, uh, author not listed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metacritic. Metacritic Metacritic reviews Marjorie Baumgarten from the Austin Chronicle. The gives it, like, Metacritic rates this review as 100. If Billy Wilder achieved nothing else in his entire career, he would still rank as one of the great masters of cinema for pulling off this comic tour de force. And A.H. Well, uh, Weiler from the New York Times gave it an 80. Let's face it, two hours is too long a time to harp on one joke. But Billy Wilder, who produced, directed, and collaborated with AI Diamond on this breeziest of scripts, Proves once again that he is as professional as anyone in Hollywood. All right, let's talk about the Hoi Poloi. The Hoi Poloi from the Metacritic. Met- yes, 8.3 user review with 102 positive, 10 mixed, and 4 negative. At the top end of our scale, we have Bitash. Who gives it a 10, says, oh my gosh, I'm shocked how good this movie is. It's 2020 and this movie is not updated at all. The acting and writing is so good, so natural. I would beg to differ with Batash but that's fine. <laughs> that's just me. You don't think that this fits into the Me Too uh, era I don't believe as well? that this movie... I believe this movie is outdated and yeah. the acting is not natural. Sure. But hey, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wanted one opinion. It doesn't even matter. How about Jay Guevara? Guevara gave it a six. I can see the appeal of this movie, especially for its time. It is well executed. The acting is great. Many of the comic scenes are original. And... It remains light throughout. However, it pains me to say that I just did not find myself being immersed or laughing very often. Perhaps it was too light for my taste. And you know who's missing? You know you know what? Like, I would really like a review from right now. If, you know, if if, if they're listening to this podcast, yeah. they should go on Metacritic and add a review yeah. for something like it. We got nothing from... Yeah, because we can't, at this point, is where we would really like to say... <gasps> SPANGLE! But no. But no, want, wah, want. No, no Spangle sp- this time. Spangle, Spangle, you need to get on it. Come on. No, we love you, you, have 1,243 reviews, but none for some like it hot. Get on it, Spangle. All right. All right, how about on the Adventures in Video Land Facebook yeah, comments. Yeah, uh, had, Naomi we Ray. We had, here, look at the Pages. Pages. All kinds of multiple pages. Yeah, a whole bunch well, of let's pages. Let's right of some of these. How about All Naomi right. Ray? Yeah, who was a first-time first time, time commenter That's last time. Last right. time, but now she's joining the conversation. And we uh, appreciate having Naomi around. She's talking to Brad, said Brad never really been a fan of the classics. Movies were not something my mom and I did, but I feel like this one is completely out of her wheelhouse. Maybe I can convince Troy to try it on with me. So she's in the need to watch. Uh, I think she haven't is. haven't watched this before. I say, Naomi, give this a watch. Give it a watch. Alessio Pasquale. Uh, never saw it, but I voted yes. Only because Marilyn Monroe's inclusion in that movie makes it a classic. Uh, Alessio, that you know what? Like I'm, I'm going to call baloney on this. Uh, like... Come on, you gotta come on, man! Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. It's a, if anything, Alessio, this is a it's a good cultural heritage to know because this is listed on I think AFI's number one comedy classics of all time. So like it, like just to expand your repertoire, so go ahead and watch this one and let us know what you think, Alessio. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that you'll still like it. Uh, uh, but just go ahead and give it a watch. And I think you'll like Marilyn in this one. Yeah, this yeah. is one of her good... Is- so, I- I'm not saying I've loved everything Marilyn Monroe ever did. This is definitely one of the good ones. Yeah, uh, Billy Wilder got a good performance out of her after, like, 40 takes on each shot. What? what? Hey, whatever. As long as she was jingling those yeah, presents for little boys. Yeah, Wait, yeah. how did he put that again? Yeah, okay. for needy boys. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, Jock, uh, Joshua mm-hmm. M- McLaughlin... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were saying uh like that he was he did not have a Scottish accent no but it was a it, it was a northern Minnesota like northern Minnesota if accent. you could like I know you got a great one if you could read that you know and I've heard Josh was spa there now yeah, yeah sorry I, I know it has been quite unpopular there and <laughs> it yeah. may be a generational thing but oh. no Oof-ta. the linchpin is Marilyn Monroe Can't sure know. She's beautiful to look at, oh, no my. one can deny it. Yeah, yeah. But Sugar's such an integral character what? to the plot, and she it needs to show Pete. more layers, Yahé. Hey. Yeah. and come off as more than a temptress. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Monroe's my, yeah. breathy one-no wha- performance yeah, hey, does yeah. not do enough to make the viewer fall in love oh, with the character. Beyond the physical trappings, you know. Whoops, sorry, roll that R. <laughs> oh, for crying in <laughs> the mud, there. <laughs> oh, for crying. Then it breaks the film in a way. There you go, Oof. woo! That, that was, was a that long was, one. That was a hard you know, one. Long I an mean, yeah, yeah, accent? Yeah, I know. Especially is. for me. Oh, Bill Wheat, uh, by the way, Bill, Bill Wheat, Wheat tell is me a British fellow. It. Bill Wheat is he it? is, but he's cop- He's from like the inner city, it's like uh, like like Dick Van Dyke. Uh, like oh uh, uh, yeah, like Dyke. like from uh, yeah, the uh, Mary uh, so Poppins. I uh, I'm thinking on this one very tone. I like it, Jack. Uh, I'm going Scottish out <laughs> there. <laughs> the uh, Come to lie, Jack Lemon was the bomb in this. No, I can't. I, I have no. I have no. Co- the stick it a wicked eye, <laughs> stick it a wicked. I liked it. Jack Lemon was the bomb in this, but I don't know that I love it. I'm on. Uh, I'm on a big rewatcher of films I love. I see. I'll see how I feel after I watch it again. I have right. to practice the Cockney. cheese. Sorry, I just threw that one out. At no, you. no, you no. I pick it up I, yeah. there for a second. Oh Scott Forbes Scott Forbes Scott, Scott Forbes Thick New York accent <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about he it. He says, uh, yeah, no, he say, uh, yeah, we'll go back and forth oh, on yeah, this. yeah. Uh, yo, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah yo, 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 Scott Forbes says, I think uh, think this is my first yes of the season. Comedy's not one of my favorite genres. Yeah, and I'm often underwhelmed by the older films that are considered classic. However, uh, I laughed a lot at this and, and the, the performances yeah, yeah. across the oh, border. Gray. Forget about it. I only, only seen it once and then happily it. It again uh, smiley face yay. smiley face <laughs> now captain no yes cap this is zach appleseed captain no you'll be surprised what he says here. yeah no you. surprise hold but, on to your seat but he says i need to rewatch but my initial leaning is new it's worth a watch maybe even two but unless the rewatch changes something, it's not Pantheon. That's that's how Zach's... Yeah, made. no, no. So, like, I was very surprised that he said no. I, I, He's leaning he? no. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, so I, I think somebody... I think Marshall Wade replied with something along the lines of, So, you're saying there's, there's a, a chance? chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly Smith, the Valley Girl... You're like, gag me with a spoon. abso freaking lutley. She didn't say freaking Lutley. We can't say that because of PG-13. abso f hashtag ampersand star ing She's from the Californians. However, I personally feel, feel Don't Bother to Knock is one of Marilyn's best performances. She doesn't play the ditzy blonde in it that she became predominantly casted. And for most of her career, no. Stuart, <laughs> Stuart, uh. Patricia, who has, again, no accent. No accent at all, Patricia. No, you're kidding me. Fight Club and now Billy Wilder? I'm a happy girl. She also has no emotional expression. She's just yeah straight out. And Patricia, my apologies. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm just portraying a part here. Uh, Joe Wilson. Have you ever heard Joe talk before? Yeah, he speaks always angrily. Always, like In, that's one like, one thing that he's known for is being an angry, he's just angry being speaker. angry about everything. It's Every like, single he'll thing. say positive things, but it sounds like he's mad. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like oh, that's great dress you're wearing. Yeah. So, uh, he says, great movie. It's fun and well written and well acted. Directing at it's finest silly yet pleasant premise. Pause. Pause. Marilyn Monroe playing a ukulele. Come on. Joe says make a good dinner. Crack open some wine and enjoy not a masterpiece but a wonderful movie to escape and to laugh. P.S. if you have a J it's even better. Does he mean like I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with the language of Urban Dictionary. I don't know what the J is. What is it? He's, he's talking Joe, about. Joe, if you uh, yeah, Joe, if you're listening, if, you're li- if you listen to this podcast, I, it will be posted in AV on Facebook. The only thing that on I, I know is when it's in association and juxtaposition with P and B. Yeah, or P, possibly B, a, and J. G and J. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Lady like back. back with my mind on my, my money and my money, and money on my, my mind. mind, he is a bartender, yep. so maybe that's what he's talking about. A glass of juice. Adam Chromacho chromacho sent me a a voice text. Did he? Uh, just so that I could hear him say it. What his voice sounds yeah, like. And like, what does it sound like? Sexy. Ooh. Well, I mean, like, no, yeah, like. Like the, Luke the, Cage sexy? Yeah, well, I mean, come on, man. You can't compare anything to Luke Cage. We, we've talked about this. I'm just like, saying. Nobody's saying perfect except. Luke Cage for Luke Cage. Yeah, well, Uh, Adam Cromicho. I haven't seen it since I was seven or eight years old. I'm gonna revisit it. Go ahead and revisit it, Adam. But that's uh, but but that doesn't sound like his voice. No, no, no. Uh, Like I can't do it because I'm not nearly as like Mm. I'm a six. Uh, at best, at my best day, I'm a six out of ten. Today you're a seven, brother. Well, that's because you're true? looking at my you're looking at my bosoms. I'm looking at your necklace, which is highlighting them. Dustin like an arrow pointing at him. Dustin, Dustin Wieda. Wieda says, "I always liked the movie. I have it on DVD. It was a good mix of comedy and drama, and the end was the best. But see, is he he puts on an American accent, but he kind of slips over to a South African one." they towards the end, you know, in American, it's like, and the, but, and the end was the best. And then, yes, yes, no, I get it. And yes. So we've got Tony Garcia here, uh, at the very end. Well, the I don't know where you're going. right? No, but you so, yeah, Tony no. Garcia. Did you have more on Dustin? No, or, I just. I wanted to hear it in a South African accent. I just. Couldn't. Oh, I don't have a South African. Oh, oh, my bad. So i like, I think Af- it deserves Afrikaans, pantheon because it's. I've unique. always liked the is the uh, I've always liked the movie. I have it on DVD. It was a good mix of comedy and drama at the end. Uh, so the I I I don't. I, Yeah, no. Is is it it more English? You have a great Afrikaans. uh, Yeah, let me just finish this one here. I think it deserves Pantheon because it is unique. And for the time period, it was rather positive on its gay themes. That's, I think, where Dustin Weeder was going with that. Yeah. So, Tony Garcia, to wrap these up from our AV comments. Funniest ending I've seen in the movie. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Just like that. All right, let's talk about how it did in the theater. Something Like It Hot, released March 19th, 1959. As we said, it was a two hour movie, 121 minutes. Domestic gross 25 million, worldwide 25.02. Here's the thing there's a different website. I found multiple sources giving these numbers, and one website that said 25 million domestic, 250 million globally. But I don't know that that's the case. And then so might I went include DVD sales and all, oh, and, oh, and it was re-released three times, yep. including just a few years ago. So I don't know. Production in any case. Production, bone, production budget was $2.9 million, so it did well. And then our patented BSI Butts in Seats Index, where we take the... Butts in, in seats. seats! Where we take the domestic gross, divide by the average ticket uh movie theater ticket price for the year of release, which happened to be sixty-eight cents in nineteen fifty-nine. So twenty-five million divided by sixty-eight cents tells us how many butts were in the seats, right? 36.8 million. 36 So if we compare that to the Fight Club standard. Seven point two million. Well it did very, very well. Yeah, Fight Club uh, standard seven point two. Seven point two. All right. So by comparison, the apartment released June 15, nineteen sixty, just one year later. 125 minutes, very similar in length. And as again, we talked about the apartment earlier this year. Domestic gross for the apartment was 18.6 million. Worldwide, though, it did very similar to something Hot, like around 24 and a half. Production budget was three million, so almost the exact same production budget. Uh, average ticket price was a penny more, so 27 million butts in seats because it had a much lower domestic gross. Uh, what other comparisons do we have here? Gentlemen prefer blonds. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. July 15, 1953. 391 minutes, an hour and a half. Domestic gross of twelve million dollars worldwide. Uh, twelve million. That doesn't like like. Uh, I think it only came out uh, in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah. Production budget. We don't know. But uh, average ticket price for 1953 is 51 cents. Dividing all that out, that we look at that movie as a 23.5 million butts in seats. That's a successful movie. It is less than some like it hot in the apartment. Now, but one of the most successful. famous scenes with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, the dress comes from a seven-year itch. Yeah, here. You want me to redo that I scene do, right I do. You there? do that right here. now. Here, so, um, hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll be the, I'll the great. Yeah, here. <gasps> here. Oh. You're blowing <gasps> up my skirt. <laughs> Whoa, oh, we really don't have anything on. An yeah, I know. I Whoa. told you, I told you, oh, okay, I told you. All right, The Seven Year Itch 1955. That's right, 105 minutes movie. Domestic gross, six million dollars. Mm. Average ticket price for that year is what, uh, 58 58? cents with a BSI 10.3 million. Butts and Seats. The scene of Her on the Great is way more uh, famous than the than Butts the, and Seats than would the, suggest. The yeah. it was, yeah. Or even the, the movie itself. I mean, a lot of people have seen Seven Year-ish, but I don't think that it's, uh, yeah. it's up there. All mm-hmm. right. So, by comparison, yeah. a much more modern. Came out on my birthday in 1993. Yeah. 125 minutes was Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, the main comparisons here are uh, Man... Cross-dressing to avoid detection—that's what I see as yeah. the main, direct, you know, direct comparisons. Also a comedy, also romance, draw, you know, romance involved in Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Domestic gross. Now this is 1993, of course, was 219.2 million dollars worldwide, though. 441.3 million dollars a juggernaut of a movie yeah you know what uh, so with some like it hot at about three million production budget mm-hmm. with 25 million domestic gross mm-hmm. is a little more than eight times yes so uh, mrs toutfire 25 million domestic about gross nine 2019 times. yeah it's a little more than eight times so they're about the same in about terms the same. uh they're about the ter- in however, terms of how much they made however, Average ticket price was $4.14 in 1993. So, the BSI set on domestic only is $53 million. So, yeah. just a huge factor. Yeah. Like 40% more people saw this than saw Some Like It Hot. Now, again, different culture. More people going to the theaters. More people seeing movies two or yep. three times, etc., etc., etc. All, All right. of that. But just to compare the movies to kind of get a feel. Some Like It Hot was a financial success... It was a success at the box office, not just in numbers, but also in number of people who saw it, and reviews were good, and so on. So Some Like It Hot is set in the 20s, and you've got uh, The Prohibition is at its height. You've Mm -hmm. got Mm -hmm. Chicago Mobsters, Al Capone, but in this it's Spats, but it's it's really, it's Al Capone. It's Al Capone. Well, you've got the Valentine's Day massacre as right the, the grudge that holds it all together. In fact, our two main characters were picking up a friend's car to borrow uh, yeah. so they can go down to Champaign-Urbana, by the way. And uh, they, uh, while they were in the garage, uh, putting gas yeah. in the car, uh, the equivalent of the Valentine's Day massacre occurs yeah, right there yeah, in yeah. front of them. So, uh, but throughout this movie, even though alcohol has been prohibited, is that there is just hooch everywhere. everywhere. And one of the things, in one of the scenes when they're on the train, uh, the, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon are on the train, dressed in drag as Daphne and, Gerald, and Josephine, that... The uh, that everybody's pulling out their liquor, and they at one point they say, "Well, I've got." this and i've got that and they said oh we can make a manhattan which by the way is what we're drinking tonight in honor Man-hatans. of the movie so we're making some rye manhattans yeah, with some with bullet some rye bullet 95 some sweet vermouth we've got angostura mm-hmm. bitters and maraschino cher- cherries as they call in the movie yeah maraschinos uh, uh, so uh, we mix those up uh, so we're drinking some manhattans by the way today. when the ladies were all drinking on the train did you catch the one-legged jockey joke uh no. <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> they're all in the bed. In the, they That all... was like three jokes that they told the end of in a row. Right. This yeah. one they told the middle, and then a little bit later they told the end. But it was basically a joke about a one-legged jockey and how he was. Uh, the the woman was asking how he's going to handle that. Yeah, riding her was what they were re- was what they were referring to, and he said, "Don't worry, madam, I ride side saddle." And all of the girls titter away in laughter. <laughs> and I had to watch it. I rewound the scene and watched it a second time because I thought, "Why was that funny?" And then it clicked and then, in my head like, "Oh." He can uh he's got an appendage that's holding him on to the horse. Is that is that what you're uh Yeah. I get it. You saucy, saucy. But it was told by the late no the ladies in the band were uh well I would. Well, the ra- ladies in the band Just hold on to this. Were uh were uh, regularly referred to as potty mouse, yeah. for lack of a better term. And uh, at one point, Sweet Sue says to the audience, now every one of my girls is a virtuous one. Vir- and we want to keep, keep them, them that, that way. way. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, uh, before we get into our deep dig, there is a box on the table. Ooh, there's a box. Okay, so this box, uh, apparently uh, our host, Brad, has put you uh, Sometimes the the nominator the the council member who nominates a movie yeah. will send us a, a gift a yeah. a tidbit uh, it's it's like to th- say thank you for doing this movie yeah. but we like to call this a, a bribe. bribe they're bribes yeah they're it's a up, yeah, it's a straight up bribe but uh, so in this case we have uh, a, a a little box here oh, I, I opened the box inside goodness. are some little stainless it says stainless steel. I don't know if this he, the flusk? Yeah, is that uh, like Norwegian? Yeah. This is a stainless, stainless steel hip flask. Oh my god! Because we were just talking about that scene on the train and they're playing music and uh, Marilyn Monroe's. Hip flask falls out on the floor. Yes, and then Got out it. of her garter belt. And uh, and uh, she was saying like, I can't be caught with liquor again because they'll kick me they'll off kick the me train. Be the third time. And Jack Lemon then takes, takes one for the, blame. the team and takes yeah, takes the blame. So this this hip flask is stainless steel. It's wrapped in leather and it has a little metal plate on the front which that says. Well, I was going to say that by, before we get to that to that little plaque, the uh, the the flask. And I love when people call this uh, like. Oh, what do I get for the alcoholic on the go? Oh, a flask. Flask. <laughs> and there is an inscription on the inscription front. A inscription on the front. that says well, says, well... Well, ellipses. Nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. This is fantastic. <laughs> Marshall, thank you very oh much. Oh, my gosh, this is great. This is fantastic. I like it. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll shake this around so you can hear this right there. Yeah, that's... Uh... The sound of the top of a hip flask. Yeah. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I have now. I've now. I've got a small collection of little things. You do. uh, And I've got a bunch of little ones right there. I keep them on my special shelf at home, along with uh, copies of the uh, Pantheon movies that I've collected so far, up on the special shelf. And uh, this will absolutely be there. However, I will also use this. I will also use this hip flask. As I'm Ooh. a hip flask kind of a guy. Do you want me to put a little bullet rye in there?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, let's, that, let's do that.
0: Here we go. Oh, yeah. There you uh, go. Oh, yeah. That there it is. go. Okie dokie. That's nice. Thank you Beautiful. very much. Thank that you. That fantastic. And a great line in the movie. Oh, right fabulous. All right, so speaking of Marshall, his nomination. He says, I'm going to take a little break from Pantheon next year. Uh, I was always reluctant to nominate Some Like It Hot. It's an older film. From 1959, and I know that younger audiences can struggle to appreciate uh, them, meaning older films. But we've had a good run now with films like Yo Jimbo, Sunset Boulevard, Singing in the Rain, Rear Window, Casablanca. So Tony Curtis does a great job playing three characters. Uh, Joe, also, Josephine, and then he also plays uh, uh, Junior Shell. Uh, Mr. Shell Jr., basically, when he pretends to be a rich guy. Jack Lemmon always has this great chaotic energy and it soars to new levels when he becomes Daphne. Marilyn Monroe is splendid and some like it hot as Sugar Cane. Her comedic timing is underrated and you just can't help falling in love with this pathetic ukulele player. Uh, it may not be my favorite role of hers, but she is nevertheless great. I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic comedy. I love the acting, cinematography, sets, and music. It starts out as a gang film, turns into a comedy, then a romance then back to a comedy again, then finishes with perhaps the greatest final line in movie history, which we just read off our flasks. Uh, Brad had mentioned this film before when we'd had LGBTQ films nominated that didn't make Pantheon. I didn't want to get too deep into it because I don't know how much of a pro-LGBTQ film this really is, or was intended to be. I think it was just intended to be funny. But what it does beautifully, especially for 1959, is that it has fun with drag, but never attacks or belittles the characters in drag. And Jerry Daphne's affection for Osgood is genuine. The final line wraps up it all wraps it all up nicely. Well, nobody's perfect. To be left ambiguous like that in 1959, it was extremely bold, and that's why this film has stood the test of time. You know, I thought there were a lot of things that were left ambiguous. Yeah, and this, in this is an film. excerpt from it. Yeah, this like, was an and excerpt it goes from the nomination. From there. I, I thought a lot of things in this film were left ambiguous. Uh, you know, um, he uh, 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 Daphne uh, does not actually um, decline that line. Well, nobody's perfect. Yep. Uh, and in fact, had argued uh, with uh, Josephine that that Daphne should go ahead and get married uh, yep. to the guy because it, it meant security. Yeah. Uh, something he'd never had in his life. She'd never had in her life. He, she'd never had in their life. And so. they enjoyed each other's company. They enjoyed each other's company. It wasn't physical, at least as far as we know. That, again, was left ambiguous. You know? uh, I mean, why would he say no one's perfect if he didn't know that was a dude to begin with? Let's just... And I really like the line here that says, It has fun with drag but never attacks or belittles the characters who are in drag. Um, correct there is you, you can argue about whether or not this was truly drag or whether it was disguise right like but right. um there were at least some honest moments through the film when they were in drag that they said how can the other half live like this how yeah. can how do they live like this because like one got hit on by the bell boy who was like 15 year old as yeah. a kid but he's like i like big women and it's like come on or yeah. get pinched on the butt in in the in the elevator yeah. or or even the very first scene where they were dressed uh, as women they go to get to the train to head to Florida and as they're getting on Daphne sort of trips forward and the male uh, uh, manager I guess band manager not the female band leader The male band manager reaches up, smacks Daphne on the butt and says, you know, there you go, sweetheart, or something along those lines. And it was, you know, one of those moments that in 2020 will be looked on as just absolutely offensive, Uh, not in a movie sense, but in reality, right? But in that case, all Daphne did was turn around and go fresh and then just move on with her life. Yeah. So it was, I guess, this uh, just understanding that that's what they had to deal Which, with. Which I mean, like, just this past week, I saw somebody post on my face, a friend post on Facebook. I was walking the dog this morning, and I got catcalled. Like, you know, was like the the point was like I was wearing like sweatpants and like yeah. nothing, and like somebody decided at seven in the morning this was their chance Woo-hoo! to be like, "Hey, baby," like, yeah, like yeah. like that's gonna work at 7 in the morning where i'm like oh no you know what i right. like your style yeah right but she was Oof. but she just had to like go on with her day with her day yeah so you know this plays into how this film is unique you know it, yes, this film is unique in a, in, a, in a lot of ways uh it is but it is also very much like m- most of wilder's movies from this whole decade like and the question is how is this film unique as a pantheon, as a nomination? pantheon yes. nomination so Certainly, uh, how it's unique as a pantheon nomination in one way is uh, in the way that it that it's dealing with this uh, this uh, uh, I guess the two guys in drag and having to deal with those events. Like this yeah. is a part of why uh, it's it, about about the performative side of gender, but also the societal realities of. Uh, of living in a heteronormative society, like yeah. to use some like yeah. big hypercritical well, words, male-dominated yeah. heteronormative yeah. society. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, as a unique, as, like this film is unique. It's a comedy. I Like just like on a on a big level, this movie is a comedy. And as far as nominations go, Pantheon nominations are hard on comedies because on comedies. Comedy is really subjective. Like, uh, some people like it, some people don't. Some like it hot. Yeah. Uh, Which is a quote from the movie where uh, Marilyn Monroe is talking about, like, what do you, like, uh, Tony Curtis asks, like, what do you play? And she says, I play it, we play jazz. It's real hot. And Tony Curtis says, well, some like it hot. Yeah. Right. You know, and and some don't. Mm. Like, uh. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of, it has this uh, that subjectivity built into it. Um, so yeah, no. So this is subjective. So it's hard. This is a hard nomination on one. It's unique because it, it is. Uh, it's a comedy, which also leads into a challenge of the. Film yeah, one as of the well. challenges of the film is that um, it's I, a comedy. And how well have comedies done in Pantheon in the past? Well, like you know, which I'm which comedies, comedies have a handful? gotten. In. Uh, uh, uh uh, uh I, i'd have to bill even, uh, uh, bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> bill, bill murray's uh, movie got in last year and uh that's a comedy although a very dry comedy yeah no keep on going i'm, I'm looking this up while you talk yeah you go yeah. ahead and pull it up. but but the reality is you know, like you and i had a nomination uh option last year and we thought about mrs doubtfire and we decided not to because we just thought that it's just too subjective, you know. Yeah. Um, and we did go ahead and nominate a movie that has a comedy, comedy in it. Yeah. But, uh, but, but not an, a specific comedy. So uh, so here's some of the ones. That, so I'm just looking up the adventuresinvideoland.com panthe- Pantheon site where, yeah, for Pantheon. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got who, who Framed Roger Rabbit is in there. But that's unique for a different... Um, yes, it's a comedy, but that's one Monty of the Monty Python first... and the Holy Grail There's not go. a council uh, nominator. It was a no. kind of a backdoor got thing at the, the end. It, it, it got in because that was the uh, fan favorite. Yeah. Wasn't Who Framed not a nomination as well? Um, I don't remember. Uh, looking through the list, you also have Young Frankenstein. Sure. Young Frankenstein. We did that one. Yeah, that with Frauer Brucker, <laughs> it just it, it got in, but just barely, just barely. Um, and Ghostbusters, but that also was not a council nomination. That was a backdoor yeah. type thing. So, like it, comedy, comedies can be challenging, right there. Yeah. Um, the uh, this film, I think, uh, let's see, it has it has a big challenge in that. In that a big part of the story, you were talking about heteronormative, but also uh, for that time period, right? Yeah. In the 50s, we're talking post-war, uh, movies were very... There's no other way to put this. Movies were very white. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't mean made in black and white. I mean, it was just mostly... This is one of uh, the challenges of the movie. White actors. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned to you that you know the resort they were at was so exclusive that their employees were all white too. Yeah. Even and the help. Even was the white. help was white. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know it's just, and that's not a racist statement. I'm just pointing out that in yeah. the movie there just weren't any that I noticed uh, faces besides Caucasians. You know, now, there was some Italian Americans. Okay. And that was sure. about the extent but of the. Those were the bad guys. That was the extent of the ethnic. Those were the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so other challenges for for Pantheon. This is uh, the third nomination for Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder, yeah. Um, That... Yeah, the uh, does he does he deserve to have more more than just Sunset Boulevard in there? The apartment was no. Well, here's another one. I think this is better than the apartment. If the question Sunset is, Boulevard, is it good enough to get in, yeah, but if Sunset Boulevard is the bar for yeah. a Billy Wilder movie to get into Pantheon, which I think it is, I, I think if the Sunset the bar, Boulevard is the high end. Well, and I'm saying, I'm saying for a Billy Wilder movie, it's If Sunset be. Boulevard is the bar, then is this a Sunset Boulevard? It's not. Well. I don't think that's fair because no, no, you no. could say because uh, because when when you're talking about pantheon rules that there's a little wiggle room between on a 5 point scale anything that's 4.5 or a, a, yeah. up to a 5 right. could be and I think Sunset Boulevard falls at like the 5 uh-huh. star level but this could this movie could still be in the 4.5 range and make it the apartment we agreed and the Seven council threes. agreed did not make it yeah. up to that four. Yeah, but it wasn't at four and a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. If the apartment was a 4.5, yeah. this is better than the apartment that should be in Pantheon, but it was not. Yeah, So where the where does apartment it fall? was lower yeah, than that, yeah. and, and we had we had both agreed yeah. on on that one. All right. Um. So I was reading. I, I went to look up some articles to see if there was any like academic articles where people talked about this. Mm-hmm. What I found, one, was that people used... So some like it hot as a phrase is used by lots of different people to talk about like frogs in biology <laughs> and biology yeah, and and like different ethnic uh, like groups and cultural groups and frog groups and bi- like bacteria and fungus it there was over 7000 academic tight articles that had some like it hot You'd in the title. To, some like it hot and wilder. You so know. I, I I I narrowed it down and I found like a like two or three that were about the movie. Like right. every like the rest of the 7000 were like spin-offs on using a pun mm. and wordplay. Um but the, the one that I found, and I, the reason I use the word heteronormative, heteronormativity, mm. was that was from an article that I read that was talking about um, it, it, not so much of a, a criticism, but an analysis of the film by saying that uh, this, this movie depicted a, uh, a, hetero, a, dy- a heteronormative dystopia. So in which that everybody, like everything is based on a traditional heteronormative relationship, Mm -hmm. man, woman relationship that you would expect. Uh, But it's a dystopia because nobody is really ever going to be happy in the heteronormative roles that they have where marilyn monroe is like yeah no i, I like I, I want the guy but i fall for the idiot and the right. like tony curtis is like i want the girl but i want always the next girl right and the next one and i'm never happy with this yeah. he wants the sex she wants the money they're never happy the only times that you get like these glimpses of uh, of maybe the relationship could go beyond or there could be a happiness is if you broke away from the heteronormative rules and you allowed for Osgood and Jack Lemon to get together. Right. Where In the end, where he says, well, nobody's perfect. He's had eight failed relationships. I'm personally guessing that if if he's bi, he's bi, but uh, Osgood is bi, but mostly gay. Yeah, eight and failed relationships because... You know, they might have just kind of been winking and nod because he's gay. Yeah. And that he knew that Jack Lemon was a guy. And Jack uh, Jack Lemon probably very much was not gay, but in the course of finding a relationship, that if he found a relationship that was based not on sex... But But on security. uh, But on security and connection, Mm -hmm. that... He'd be okay with it. He'd be so all like, right with it. this is a post-sex relationship. So that's why it's got this heteronormative dystopia that they talk about it. And like, I'm not saying I agree no. with all of it, but that no. was that was a take a hot take on the yeah, movie. A hot take on the movie. Yeah, and I I, I got from that relationship of those two, uh, I, I connected with it in a in a, in, a, in an odd tangential way, because uh, I had a family member who in their older years. Uh, had a, a very close, intimate relationship with someone of the same gender, and no one ever, like, no one ever openly questioned it. They lived together until the day that the older of the two passed away, and uh you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, we had I had accepted. two teachers that were that were that were older women that lived together forever for like forty years, never got married, and right. they were just. together it wasn't necessarily a sexual relationship it was definitely a relationship based on their needs and society wants us to ask the question Mm -hmm. are they having sex but you could look at a married couple it doesn't make any difference you could look at a married couple and like a married couple could live for years without having sex too so yeah so for a lot of reasons For a lot of reasons. Like, lack of ability is one, but also it's lack of interest. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In any case, uh, case. Jack Lemmon's character actually argued for the relationship at one point in the movie because he's like, why can't I have security? Yeah. Because you're a man. So, my daughter, uh, my oldest, was walking through while I was watching the movie today... And uh, and I, I had watched it a couple of months ago when we looked at the apartment and I watched mm. it again today just to get a fre- to get fresh eyes. Mm. And she was walking through in the scene where Jack Lemon is talking about the uh, I, I'm engaged right And Tony Curtis is like, who's the lucky woman and and, and Jack Lemon is like, no, I'm talking about Osgood. No, he said, who's the lucky yeah, woman And Jack Lemon goes, yeah, "I yeah, am. Yeah, I am yeah, mm-hmm. I am. but then, he said, uh, what are you going to do for the honeymoon? And Jack Lemmon, without missing a beat, said, well, he kind of wants to go to the Riviera, but I'm, think- I'm leaning towards going to the Niagara Falls. And my <laughs> daughter lost it. She was like, that was hilarious. Uh, one of the insights that I had in the movie, uh, watching, watching it again, was that in the beginning of the film, when, when they're doing drag for the first time, mm-hmm. that... And he's with all these women, uh, you know. They're with all these women, and Tony Curtis is reminding Jack Lemmon, who is just all in all the time, uh, to to remind him to say, "I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man," and then uh, later on, or to say, "I'm a woman, I'm, I'm a woman. woman, I'm a yeah. woman," yeah. and then in the second half of the film, that he's reminding him to say, "I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man," because <laughs> he got lost lost in his role. All the way in uh, his his gender was completely performative <laughs> at that point. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick little breakdown uh, on some of the standout moments by category. How about acting casting? What are some of the standout moments, acting and casting? I you? think the chemistry between Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis is bar none. I think like it's it's just fantastic. They they work so well together yeah. yeah. and And i like jack lemon so much more in this movie than i did in the apartment certainly absolutely but this is one of my favorite jack lemon performances i think and i'm not particularly a jack lemon yeah we've talked about this i'm not an anti-fan but you're like he's never been your flavor no not not particularly but i did like like i'll eat lemon desserts like not jack lemon desserts but i'll eat lemon flavored desserts but i don't don't really like them oh yeah god sorry i just threw up my mouth a little bit i will say this (laughs) uh that i think marilyn monroe is passable roger ebert loved everything about her i think she is passable and that's it if i am am brutally honest on her acting alone yes in fact if i was in a play with her and she that was her performance and someone said how'd she do i'd say she did fine because you were being nice. No, I, she did fine. She did fine. Yeah, she did fine. She did fine. She. Yep. And if, and if Like a three out of five. What I hear, uh, that Wilder had to take so many, yeah. you know, so many takes to get her to actually put that together. And Tony Curtis had That's to write lot. the line, where's the bourbon, on a piece of paper yeah. in there. Or, like, <laughs> she took 40 takes to get the, the line, I'm sugar. I'm sugar. But, I heard that it was two takes... For the Boop Boop Be Doop song. Yeah. Because that's just her being Marilyn. Like, she knows how to be Marilyn. So, yeah, Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis, bar none, high end, they're amazing. Yep. Marilyn, I thought she was passable, but had good moments. I, I thought that casting her was perfect. I thought Joey Brown as Osgood was fantastic. I liked, I liked him. And I thought some of the other people, like, eh, were, pa- were okay. They're okay. They weren't bad. Nope. The only, the oh, only, no, uh, the band leader, the band leader, uh, the, the woman, Sue Sweet, yes, yeah, yeah, Sue Sweet. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was great. And, and the manager she, was, was fine. timing. Yeah, there was a timing thing that Sue Sweet had going on. Like she would always cut. You could tell she would like delay until the bad stuff had stopped happening before she would come out and go, "What's happening?" I thought the the, uh, the mobsters that. were just. Cut, for, they were they're were like cardboard yeah, yeah, they were comic, cardboard cutouts. Yeah. They almost didn't matter, but uh, Billy Wilder was being very meta on that and pulled all these actors from different mobster movies into his movie. Here's something else: I didn't really think the mobsters needed to show up in Florida at all. That whole side story that they showed up and then got killed and they hauled them off and then, then that was that, just extra. Yeah, it was. That was so that we could resolve the loop that these two guys were on the lamb. But the reality is, they were leaving anyway. Yeah. Like at the end of the movie, they're gone, right? So yeah, whatever. So I will say that this: a, when I was uh, when I was putting together throwaway. some things for the script, and I was writing down actors, mm-hmm. for about a minute or so, I was like, oh, and who was that other guy who was on the beach who was hitting on Marilyn? And it was the third character that Tony Curtis Tony was Curtis playing. Character. Well, he was doing the accent. Uh, and from... I, I, I totally, I was like, oh my goodness. What was the accent I got, he was doing? Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Yeah. He was doing the Cary Grant accent. And somebody said, nobody speaks that Jack, way. Jack Lemon is like, nobody speaks that way. Because they were like, yeah. So Wait, I, actually I, Cary Grant. But, I thought, yeah. so for acting and casting, like, I thought mostly great. Uh, of the main characters, of sure. the main characters, directing and editing. So, um, yeah, I, I was just mentioning one of the things. Like, there were just elements in the movie that didn't really they they didn't have to be there. They really didn't resolve anything. They didn't move the story forward. They were extra. But I kind of feel like I, I get the feeling Wilder sort of does this anyway. Like he just has a a knack for just having fluff in the movie. It's like he just he just can't. They're like his little children. Each scene is like his child. <laughs> Like he's afraid to cut them out of there. Sometimes, like the uh, the scene with the women passing the ba- the the uh, playing in the water, which yes. kind of dragged out for like I, I I didn't I didn't mind it. It, but was, it was supposed to be like, like a musical montage, but it went on. It went on. Like, it the, went just a little bit. Like the, like the scene in the train car where they were piling into Jack Lemmon's bed. That, that went on. On and on. Oh, did you, do you have maraschino, maraschino maraschino cherries? Do you have ice? Do you have, and that just kind of went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on, and on. Yeah, uh, but... But there were other elements. I mentioned the mobsters, the killing of the mobsters at the end in the club, not necessary. And while I thought that Marilyn did great at singing the songs, there was like a whole extra song at the end that I was not expecting yeah. to be there, and it went longer than I thought. Yeah. Which I'm not saying this is horrible, but it's just no. kind of like there were there was little bits, and so I I they, I, I wouldn't call those standout moments. In fact, I call those almost out negative moments for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, how about the screenplay and the story itself? You know what? For a comedy, like I, I like I was gonna come into this and, and and be critical on it, but I I kept laughing the whole time through. And I know like there's other reviewers that we read that said this is not my bag. It's my bag. Yeah, this I, is I watched the movie and I was giggling the right whole down time. Your Marshall, street, you know. I read uh, Matthew Wade had written uh, a post on this already on uh, Facebook page, uh, and he was like, "Man, it didn't connect with me." Uh, yeah. This it connected with me right like i laughed i was giggling i liked it i paused i pulled my kids and i was like hey watch this (laughs) i laughed i I was entertained yeah uh and 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 that was there i I think that the screenplay and story were were done uh were done pretty well how Mm -hmm. about cinematography and locations i thought everything i thought it was beautiful you know how hard it would be in 1958 when they, they shot, shot it shot in, this? in California to make it look like Miami. Well, but you know how hard it would be to shoot the train scenes. Yeah, with the technology they yeah. had back then, yeah. they must have had a false train of some sort. Yeah, no, I thought I I, I thought all of it was good. I thought like and some of those initial uh, setting up expositional shots in the beginning mm-hmm. were just fantastic. Yeah, and this is not like and if you know nothing about the movie, you. You didn't know which direction the movie was gonna go at the point when you're watching it at the very beginning. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I thought it was beautifully shot. Yes. And I watched it in black and white. I don't know, did you watch the yeah. black and white or the color no, version? Black and white. There's a color version where they colorized it they later. They colorize it later, but uh, apparently it, it must looks be in a re-release. Bit, because um, Marilyn Monroe had it in her contract that all our movies had to be in color. But the black and white version looks better than the color version because the Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon have like a greenish hue mm. in the color version. Yeah, uh, yeah. so so you know, uh, my grandmother when I was a kid had some colorized photos of her and some of her siblings from when she was little, which would have been black and white uh, photos, of course, because we be early early nineteen hundreds nineteen hundreds. But they had colorized versions, and I th- I believe in those colorized versions, an artist actually painted. Yeah a black and white photo. And then they made copies of the black of the co- of the painted photo, you know, like paint my numbers almost. Anyway, um, and th- everybody had kind of an odd like I'm I'm seasick greenish yeah. gills kind yeah. of a tone to or, them. Or or if they're pink, they're a weird pink. weird yeah. yeah, not very natural yeah. colorized. And so I can see that the movie may have had it. I watched it in black and white and I thought that uh, I thought that it was great. I loved the contrast of the freezing their butts off in the winter to the you know warm beaches there were some elements in the story I meant to mention this that they just kind of let go the fact that Tony Curtis was constantly always gambling away their money uh, including Jack Lemmon's money um that was at the beginning and it's why they got set up into such a bad situation but you I guess I'd missed that still popping up when they got down to Florida yeah you know that you seem like that would have still been there or maybe even been part of that the, he was gambling and losing. Yes. Later, later on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, But anyway, yeah. So Score? Musical score? Uh, this is one of those movies where I actually, other than the the, the two songs that I remember, Marilyn Three, One on the Train, and Two at the Club, that Marilyn sang, I don't really have a feeling for the music. They score. had the, the you know, the Harlem Globetrotters uh song in the very beginning, do 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 but I, that's almost elevator music too. And then out. they had uh, some jazz ish music throughout I I liked them. I like I listened to it, I liked the score, I liked the songs that they chose and I thought it it all like nothing was distracting for me, okay. Yeah, so for me, the score was, was adequate, was added, was was more than adequate. Wasn't like was it memorable? It wasn't like a like a John Williams score where no. you're like, it, it changed my life, it changed your emotions. However, yeah. for me, the score added to the movie and it gave a it, like it was another character in the movie, so this to is to give this my 20s ignorance. prohibition, yeah. Yes, my, yeah, my ignorance. Uh, it, it leads to this question that I want to be loved by you song. Was that, did that song exist already or was that an original? Well, you're asking questions. I don't know. It sounds like Betty Boop, but yeah, well she sang yeah. it later, right? So, uh, that'd yeah. be like a thirties Betty Boop song probably, but yeah, well the, uh, I'll look that up while uh, while right. you ch- chat about any special effects. Let's talk effects. about some awards, actually. Oh, special effects and notables. Yeah, uh, other than their, other than their uh, costumes, there wasn't a whole lot of special effects. The, uh, the, the, uh, the gunning down of the guys in the garage, there wasn't really any special effects there. Um, the guns went off and the guys fell down, and they had dots of red on them, but it wasn't like they showed people getting shot, so that wasn't a thing. So, "I Want to Be Loved by You," by the way, is a song written by Herbert Stothart and uh, Stothart and Harry Ruby with lyrics Bert Kalmar for the nineteen twenty-eight musical "Good Boy."
1: Okay. So it was written so prior.
0: It was, but it was it was the proper. It was period period, period proper. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, from uh, yeah, from a year before the movie. I didn't notice anything that was like I, like. Uh, how about this for special effects and notables? Notables would be the costuming. Yeah. That, oh, my gosh. The costuming was amazing. It really was. Uh, I, I loved what they did with both the gangsters and, of course, Marilyn Monroe's costumes were top top of the top. But they, they made some very careful choices, for example, with the women on the train yeah. who were in an almost all-female car. Uh, not sure why the male manager was in the same car with them, but we'll leave that alone. They were in an almost all-female car. The females were all wearing uh, uh, nighttime clothes. That they could crawl up and down ladders and fall down and flop around and roll over each other in a big bed, and there wasn't yeah. any issues at all. And they were they were uh, they were dressed in such a way that they were alluring, but not more alluring than than Marilyn Monroe. And, and that's true. And not revealing. Yeah. The only person doing any revealing was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. The back of that dress, while she was singing, went—I swear—eight inches below her butt. Yeah, and yet nothing was on display. Well, and the front wow. of it was this kind of sheer, where you're almost with skin tone. It almost looks like you're looking at a completely see-through something, but yes. it's not. No. so like it, like it played especially with in this, black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, no, uh, how about how about like, and we don't have this on the list, but how about X Factor? Is there any X Factor of this film that you would uh, say like it's like it's amazing? I mean. Other than the things that we've mentioned already, I don't have anything about this movie that that gives it a big boost. How about you? Um, so I think, though, for me, that this movie uh, really because of the ambiguity with cross-dressing and sexual mores, mm. uh, and and all that that. Um, and the comedy at the time that it, it was boundary pushing that I think that it had, like it has something special to offer, okay. um, that, it, that it, it was doing things that other movies didn't do at the time. And Billy Wilder helped push Hollywood past its pretty strict standards yes. from where it was at the time. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's, I think for that, that it has some special, qualities to yeah, it. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Like, I, I I, I'm... i Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that, um, you know, like, for, for example, um, uh, Joe and Sugar on the boat, you know, they were there, they were getting romantic, there was a little bit of kissing, and they cut away, but the next time you see them, it's the next morning. Yeah. And while she's not doing the walk of shame, kinda, as she's yeah. heading back to the hotel, uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know... Yeah, that's a big deal for them. So, my my hot take and most controversial thing that I would say about this movie is mm. that it, even though uh, the Marshall loves uh, Marilyn Monroe in the film, mm. she's my least favorite part of the film. Really? Okay. Yeah, not mine. Like the uh, I it's too harsh to say least favorite part, but she is. She does not for me doesn't shine. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis and even Osgood do. Maryland does not. I would say Tony Curtis, this is for me personally, Tony Curtis doesn't shine. Yeah. His characters are uh, predictable and kind of just, other than the accent, the, yeah. the Cary Grant accent, uh, his, his characters are just Tony Curtis characters. And Jack <laughs> Lemmon is playing a character. By the way. And a better character, in my opinion, than The Tony Golden Curtis. Globes would agree, because that's the next thing that we're chatting about, is that of all the people who were nominated for Best Actor in Lemon. a Comedy, Jack Lemmon was and Tony Curtis was not. Yeah. So uh, awards. Oscar. So they, they won an Oscar for Best Costume and Design, Black and White, mm-hmm. for Ori Kelly. Golden Globes, Best Actor in a Comedy, Jack Lemmon, Be- Best Actress in a Comedy, Meryl Monroe, and Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. So three Golden Globes that year. AFI's number one comedy of all time, number 22 top film of all time. And I would say that there's uh, a lot of wiggle room for number one comedy of all time. Yeah. But I'm not on AFI's board and I don't make that decision. So, you know, kudos to you guys. It was inducted into the National Film Registry, 1989. I totally get that. Absolutely. 100%. So uh, I put together some fun facts that I found here Mm -hmm. about the film. Um, This film was inspired... By a dry German remake of a French farce, the seed that bloomed into some uh-huh. like it. A French. A French farce. An, oh, s- farce. farce. My bad. Farce. Because a, a dry German remake of a French fart is a whole farce. different movie. The seed that bloomed in... I've seen that video. The seed that <laughs> bloomed into sun like It Hot was planted by an obscure 1951 German film, Fanfare in der Liebe, Fanfares of Love, which was a remake of an older French comedy, Fanfares d'Amour. Which is also Fanfares of Love. Yes, 1935. So it's not even that far out. Like, the 35 was, you know, just, what, 20 years? Yeah. And... 1951 is less than a decade prior. So, I mean, they weren't, like, taking something that was from, you know, the 1920s and making a current movie. So Billy Wilder, uh, like, uh, booked convention to make this a gangland comedy. And he did so because he felt it was necessary for the reveal at the end uh for, for for tony curtis or jack lemon to be able to say i'm a man and have it make sense in the story that they were on the lamb right. from danger from danger from, from something right yep so i understand that uh, this almost had marilyn monroe and frank sinatra yeah not tony curtis billy wilder invited him yep. for for to talk about this at a lunch and you know what happened uh, uh, uh Frank Sinatra stood Billy up. Yeah, just in, never showed up. And Billy said, ah, <laughs> "I guess we're not going with him then. Guess the chairman of the board is yeah, not available." Yeah. Billy Wilder and Marilyn Monroe were the best of frenemies. Uh, Wilder had a love-hate relationship with Monroe as did Curtis. Curtis. By the way, this information is from Mental Floss. If you if you if you want to read more about any of this stuff, Wilder and this this whole section has a lot more information uh wilder said the question whether uh, is whether Marilyn is a person at all or one of the greatest dupont products ever invented wow the director once quipped she has breasts like granite she defies gravity and she has brain like swiss cheese it's full of holes wow which prompted monroe to call wilder's house and tell told, told him to fornicate with himself uh, wait this is, is a paraphrase <laughs> fornicated yes yes marilyn uh later he tried patching things up but she passed on and then he ultimately had said after the fact i had no problem with marilyn monroe monroe had problems with monroe wilder said when it was all done and my stomach got back to normal it seemed well worth the agony of working with her I've been in shows like that. Yeah. And afterwards, I've been like, you know what? That actually, w- that was worth the it. The show worked, but uh, it wasn't fun at the time, but the show worked. And I have been the person who yeah. made the show Agony for the other people. And afterwards, they told me it was worth it. So, hey, both sides. We so, also we already mentioned this one mm-hmm. right here, is that, uh, that it had... It was very meta, where it had a lot of gangsters, right? Uh, who, including one of the characters the who was backs. flipping the coin, yes. who did that in another film. I, mean, I said, nice trick. Where'd you learn that? But yeah. the guy who says that was doing that in another yeah. film. By the way, when I watched it again, that after Spats. again, uh, Spats was saying to the guy who was flipping the coin... Uh, I started noticing, the guy's not really good at flipping the coin. Like, I've seen better coin flippers (laughs) in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they decided if the men had to wear dresses, they wanted to look as glamorous as Marilyn Monroe. The designer... Ori Kelly. (laughs) Goes in to measure Marilyn. Comes out in a pair of panties and a silk blouse, and he stands there, he measures her, 29, 34, 18. Goes around her waist and rear... And he says, you know, Marilyn, Tony Curtis has a better looking mirror end than you. Oh, you can say it. And she said, I only get one. And she unbuttoned her blouse, opened it and said, yeah, but he doesn't have tots like this. (laughs) ha (laughs) ha ha. Oh yeah, so we mentioned uh, Tony Curtis did the accent of Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, in the last line, they almost didn't use that last line of "Well, nobody's perfect," but couldn't come up yeah. couldn't come up with anything better. The writers came up with they left better. it in the film, and when they when they when they showed it to audiences, it got a rip roaring response. Yep. Everybody loved it. This was uh, condemned by the National Legion of Decency, banned in Kansas. After United Artists refused to edit the love scene between Curtis and Monroe. Worst superhero group ever. The (laughs) National National Legion of of Decency. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Refused to edit the scene between Curtis and Monroe and while in Memphis, a censorship board restricted viewing to adults only. This was prior to any sort of uh, movie ratings like they couldn't say NC-17 or yeah. PG-13 or anything like this that this is the love scene where Tony Curtis is explaining to Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe that well I love nothing. women but I just uh, they do nothing for me yeah and so she's just like passionately yeah. just going at it Which, all over me he's like you... nope nothing's happening yeah nope uh, Not a except, fan. Uh, like in the back of the in the back of the shot, his foot is raising. Yes, as as some sort of metaphorical phallus. for uh, yeah. oh, yeah. yes, I just got that. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm a little yeah, slower. Okay, uh, all right, cool. Okay, so um, we talked about rating this in the top 100 American movie comedies, um, and yeah. most people. Uh, would not argue with that, but Wilder was a bit circumspect at the honor. He said, I'm happy for it, but it's not true. It's not the best because there is no best. It is one of the best. It's a good picture, and I'm proud of it, and I'm happy people still like it so much. And this was the this is what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. I wasn't trying to say this is not a great comedy. I was trying to say calling it number one, uh, as you said earlier, we've talked about before, Comedy is subjective. Yeah, where I that line, it's not the best because there is no, no best. best. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, voting time. Let's voting talk about time. the council. Well, Marshall Wade nominated it, so it's going to be a yes. I'm going to go with a yes from Marshall. Yes, it is. I'm going to go with uh, well, we, I no, don't, we what do it, you think? we know it's a no from oh, Matthew right. because Matthew he has posted already posted already in the Facebook yeah. poll. How about how about Nathan Plantica? I don't know. I, like, like I'm, like I'm going down the list of what, like we've got seven other council members after these two, uh, to see of where would they, where they would go. Kyle liked the apartment, so maybe he's a yes on some like it hot. I count in my head, and I'm not going to name names. I count three that I think will absolutely say no. But that's not enough to shut it down. It would need five nos. Yeah. So and it already has one, so three would make four. So actually, would only need one more. So I think that this is a like one of these fence sitter type votes, and I think yeah. that uh, the, the 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 movie that came to mind for me, Boogie Nights, which was six out of eleven. Mm. And if it gets in, it's a seven of eleven. That's that's my take. Doctor yeah. Diamond Doug's take. Doctor Diamond Daphne's take <laughs> uh, is that like I feel like if it's in, well, and I it felt might like, be a seven. I felt the same way about Fight Club, and it was actually an eight, so we weren't that far off. Uh, I thought it might get seven. You thought it was going to get eight, and it did. Uh, I actually think this one might get eight. It might not just get in, but it'll get in plus one. Yeah. Uh, Papa Wade, William Wade, the guest voter. Don't know what he's gonna say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say he'll but say since yes. he's a Papa Wade, he's well, older. But you know, so that's, like, I was going with not just related, but older. So. Like, but it could be my age, right? So so older. Really old. This movie was absolutely in that genre, in that yeah. age time that was before mine where I wouldn't probably have taken the time to watch it had it not been nominated. I yeah. wouldn't have gone back and watched it again. So I, I will go, like, it's in that 6-7 range for me. I think it's 7-8 and it's going to get in. But that's just me. Me, personally, I like this film. Yes. I think it's Pantheon. Me personally, I think it doesn't quite make Pantheon, but I believe it's going to get in solidly. Yeah, eight, let's say. So, worse, we're, we're me and you are sitting in that six to yeah. seven range. Yeah, where or six to eight. Where right? like, like you're you're actually not very far from me on this opinion. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you're you're not saying like this is no way Pantheon. Nope. I'm saying this is like a four five zero or a four four nine, and maybe, but yeah. I but no. Yeah, and for me, like this is this is four five plus, out of five stars. Um, here's my nose. Yeah, my nose. Are there's some things in this movie that I struggle with? that I also struggle with in the apartment. These are absolutely yeah. wilder uh, issues. We haven't chatted about this yet. One that we have not. One of those issues is the the just casual uh, anti-feminine pro. Masculine, it's sexist. It is casually and and un, un, unapologetically sexist. It is also um, not blatantly, but by omission, uh, not racist, but race exclusive. Right? That's the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, it almost just doesn't acknowledge that there are anything besides whites. involved in anywhere and they were in downtown chicago in jazz clubs come on i know it was 1929 but still um so i mean i'm just saying uh so that was kind of that was kind of one that struggles with me and i'm not saying i knocked the movie down because of it and the comment of like this like that comment of the hoi polloi where it said like this is this is 2020 in the movie uh like aged perfectly where you would say like really? Uh, really like i mean uh marilyn monroe has nothing to offer as a female character outside of her voluptuousness in this film if her character was basically a very voluptuous very attractive very desirable woman she nailed it yeah yep if that was her character, I don't think that was supposed to be her character. Deep thoughts? Uh, no. like No. But in, in, in cleverness, but... she actually says, "I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm dumb as a stick. I I know what I'm supposed to do, but I keep falling for the saxophone player. And they I give myself to them and they dump me." And then that was her character for the rest of the movie once she basically said that this is this is who she was, then that's who she was forever. The most, like, a more complex female character is Sue Sweet, to be honest. That's right. Like, she's in charge. She's a boss. She has, she's got a job to do. So you get the image of Sue Sweet. You get the, 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 the tantalizing top of the iceberg of Sue Sweet. And then the camera just moves away from her. And she becomes a secondary character, dropping funny puns about the band members becoming... Or, uh keeping the band members very... Well, she's a much more interesting and well-rounded character I would that agree. gets no, no no air time. No camera time. And and the reason why is because Billy Wilder was making a Billy Wilder movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a I, sex I've romp. I've seen many of his movies. It's a sex They romp. all have the same base themes. Yeah. And uh, I just... I don't know. I, I, I struggle with saying that that's yeah. an essential viewing movie. I understand that it reflects the times... But it doesn't reflect 1959. But it reflects 1929. Sunset Boulevard. The uh, the, like, right. the actress in there had a much more complex female role, yeah. where she was deluded. She was crazy. She like like uh, but sh- she was uh, she was much more of a character. Uh, and had much more to offer yeah than say Marilyn Monroe did sure sure yeah all right any other final thoughts we've we've relayed some of our kind of wrap-up thoughts we've talked about our own personal point of view on the movie so like we've ranked these like I, I've ranked these with you before that we've talked about Sunset Boulevard the apartment and some like it hot for me the apartment doesn't make the cut kyle thinks it does and that's Um, you know like he loves the movie that's fine for him for me it doesn't that sunset boulevard is absolutely in uh some like it hot for me it hits it makes me laugh gotcha and i like it i like the movie i think it does its job and to be honest that I, i think that it stands the test of time as a pantheon film fair enough Um, so that's my that's my take on those films fair enough fair enough i still want to see double indemnity i haven't seen it yet it's Uh this film noir i don't know have you seen that i don't recall seeing it if i did it must have been a very long time ago yeah 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 any final thoughts for you i have shared mine okay so as always we hope that everybody's enjoyed tonight's conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne, where can Videoland find you? Well, you can find me on the Facebook yeah. page. On Adventures in Videoland. Yep. You can find Adventures in Videoland on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com. You know, but the conversation always begins and ends on our Facebook uh, group. Uh, you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers. Nobody? nobody's perfect <laughs> nah that, no, I mean I, that was a great ending I mean, for the film yeah, like, but, and I showed my son and he but, laughed yeah but and it's he gotta be like, like nobody's perfect yeah, yeah that's not a thing yeah. how, uh wait uh how about uh how about uh how about boop boop be doop <laughs> I think we should end with what we say oh so how about this we, we love, love you we love you